Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, my name is Avery from Nashville, Tennessee. I've really been enjoying listening to the podcast as I feed my 10-week-old little girl. We are quickly approaching our first weeks of daycare as I go back to work. I know you covered this in the podcast a little bit, but I'm curious on y'all's advice on shifting the recommended schedules, perhaps by an hour or so in order to get ready for work in the morning. Right now, my little one is waking up at about 5.30 and um, that's great. She goes back to sleep after we do that feeding, but I can't and also uh, get ready for work in time. So I'd love it if maybe we added a dream feed or even shifted so I could get her to actually sleep until 6.30. It would work much better for our household um, in the way that we're having to accomplish getting her to daycare. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that and enjoying everything so far. Thanks. Bye. We love so many things about this phone call. Of course, one of them, as many of you heard those little coos of the baby. Oh, that just warms your heart. Oh, it is so sweet. And Avery, thank you for loving the podcast. We love doing this podcast and we love spending your feeding times and your drive times to daycare and your evening times with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we have an answer for your question. You had two really good questions and I'm just going to tackle one and then I'm going to throw it over to Laura to do her magic. When you said, should we add a dream feed? So I'm going to tackle that one first. And Avery, the answer to that is no. Dream feeds do not make kids sleep longer because they are built on a 24-hour schedule. They have this little inner 24-hour clock in them. So even if we do a dream feed, they're still going to wake up at that 5.30. So what we have found is that when we get kids to bed a little bit earlier, they actually sleep a little later. So we'd want to know what schedule you are on, if it's time to maybe advance up to the next schedule. And then I'm going to let Laura tell you what to do to switch that 5.30 to 6.30. Well, what's great is that it's gradual. So yes, we're at 5.30 and that's awesome. But probably over the next couple of weeks, we're going to get closer to that 6.15 or 6.30 mark anyway with no adjustments whatsoever. So just make sure that you're on that 8 to 16-week routine that we're getting in bed somewhere between that 7 and 7.30 mark. Make sure that as they wake at 5.30 that we're waiting just a little bit before feeding because you may find she does go right back to sleep. And once we take that swaddle away, right around that 12-week mark, we can push to that 6.30 mark, and that'll start the day right there. And you always have flexibility to shift that routine 30 minutes in either direction. So you do exactly that, and you'll be right on track where you need to be within just a couple of weeks. Hi, this is Christine. Um, I love your book. It's helped us so much. 
Uh, I have a question. So my baby is seven weeks old, and he's doing great. Um, he's sleeping at nine to about five in the morning. And I wanted to know how we go about the day when he wakes up at five, uh, knowing that we would feed him at five and then he would have another feeding at seven. And it just seems so close. I don't know how we can adjust the schedule where he would take a good feeding at seven or if he doesn't need to, because the stretch from, let's say, like five to nine is quite long. So I'd love to, to get your advice on that. Thank you. Hey, Christine. Well, this is a great question, and we all find ourselves in this situation. Seven weeks of age and healthy. If staying up about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, go ahead and move to that eight to 16 week routine now that will help solve a lot of these issues. And when we get up for that first feed, if it's 5 a.m. or later, you can actually do half a feed or half the time. So half the amount or half the time. But we do want that consistent start point of the day at 7 a.m. And I love to say, be intentional. Open the blinds, sing a song, do some stretches, and just feed whatever they will take at 7. And then by 10 o'clock, things are right back on track. The most important thing, and the reason we don't adjust the routine according to when they're getting up, because that 5 a.m. feed's not going to be there very long. This is gradually going to go away, and we need that consistency from day to day. At Bobby, a mom-founded organic infant formula company, we make good on this promise. When you subscribe to us, we subscribe to you. When you sign up for Bobby, we set aside cans for you and your baby to ensure you make it through your entire feeding journey, giving you peace of mind and your baby quality nourishment. Our simple recipe is American-made, USDA organic, clean label certified, and made with organic valley, grass-fed, dairy-grown on small family farms here in the U.S. It's long overdue that we end the outdated breast is best versus fed is best. Bobby believes your best is best, whatever that looks like. And if your best includes formula, we're open, accepting new families into our Bobby fam and ready to nourish your little one. The Bobby Starter Bundle is back. If you want to give Bobby a try, but you're not ready to subscribe, you can purchase two cans for $40. Visit HiBobby.com to check it out. That's H-I-B-O-B-B-I-E dot com. You'll be glad you did. Having five kids in our home allowed me plenty of opportunities for trying to figure out a way to identify items for each kid, from homework folders to lunch boxes, to which shirt is the right size for which kid. I found myself trying to write on those little tags or putting stickers on cups that would wash off, leaving a sticky mess. Sydney, one of our premier consultants, has had the opportunity to try out Mabel's labels in her home. And this is what Sydney had to say about Mabel's labels. We're so excited to send our youngest to Mom's Morning Out starting in January. It's fun to see his name alongside Big Brothers. The labels look great, 
wipe clean, and are durable even with the messiest hands wrapped around them. And Mabel's labels really are durable, easy to apply, laundry dryer sterilizer, and dishwasher safe. That is great for all those bottles and cups that you send to daycare or preschool. Mabel's Labels has a label solution for all your kids' gear. Free standard shipping on all orders, no minimum spend, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Their award-winning customer service team is always happy to help or recommend a product. Ready to start labeling? They have an exclusive offer just for you. Use code MOMSONCALL for 20% off of your first purchase at MabelsLabels.com. M-A-B-E-L-S-L-A-B-E-L-S.com. Hi, moms. My name is Ashley, and I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. I have twins who will be turning two years old here in a couple of months. And I'm also expecting another baby a few months after that. So we are planning to transition them to big kid beds sometime around their second birthday because we need one of those cribs for our new baby. They still sleep in a crib with nothing, just the crib sheet. And I'm wondering how they're going to respond mainly to a big bed when you have the comforter and sheets and pillow and it's that whole new experience. Would it be easier on them to kind of ease them in, maybe start giving them a blanket and pillow in the crib in the weeks leading up to that transition? Or would it be best to just throw it all at them at once and say, here you go, here's your new sleep situation. You're going to be great at it. I'm just curious about that and any other insight you have on that transition. Thanks so much. Love the podcast and love all your books and everything you offer. Ashley, you have made our day. I love this phone call. We love this question. We've been there. Jennifer and I have both been right in your shoes. And you pretty much answered your own question for sure. Yes. When your question was, should I ease them into it? The answer to that is no. What we want to do is we want to have confidence in their ability to be strong, adaptable, and resilient. They so have this. We worry about it so much, but they adapt to a new routine so beautifully. And just like you said, do I just do it cold turkey and tell them they'll be great at it? The answer is a resounding yes. We don't ever want to put any blankets or pillows in the crib environment. It's just not safe, but we do want to have a transition. So in the toddler book, There's a transferring to the toddler bed outline. You can check off all the little things. We can make sure the room is safe. And if we do this transition very purposefully, then in about three to four nights, you are going to have twins that sleep in their big kid beds, which you can put on the floor. We don't really have to do a lot of comforters and pillows. They don't sleep with that now in the crib. So we don't all of a sudden need it. They just move all over the place. I mean, these little ones, it's like they run marathons and they're sound asleep. And so even if you have comforters, they don't tend to stay underneath them. And yes, it's safe after they're two years of age, but I'm telling you, they just don't stay under that. And I always love, Jennifer, how you talk about 
childproofing that room. Mm -hmm. And that room actually becomes their protected environment. It's much like the crib was. The room becomes that protected environment. And absolutely, they can do this and they're ready and you're ready. And Ashley, we do have to tell you from two moms with twin boys that when they do have access to each other, if they're sleeping in the same room, in beds in the same room, it is going to take them longer to get to sleep because they have a little instigator and some new access. And the big thing that we want to tell you is you don't have to go in there and sort that out and quote unquote, remind them or engage them in some way to get back in bed. That's going to play out probably over about a week, maybe two weeks as they just enjoy the newness of it. So let them sort it out. They'll get to bed a little later. They'll get to sleep a little later. They'll actually go to bed on time, but they'll get to sleep a little later because they have access to each other. They're learning how to navigate that. They'll be great at it. And we don't let them sleep in in the morning if, you know, we close that door at seven o'clock they didn't get to sleep till 8.30 or 9 because they were just enjoying each other's company so much. Then they still get up at the same time the next day. So we're going to use some of that tiredness that twins accumulate by having access to each other at night to go into the next day, to the next nap time and into the next night time. So just take heart. They're going to probably spend some time in there engaging each other. Let them do that. We don't open that door unless we fear for their lives. They are going to figure this out. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.